Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome everyone to the distraction. This Thursday, we're here to talk about wrestling, allegedly. I'm Jeremy Lambert. Joe Holbert's here. The Chubby Chief, Joe Holbert, the point god, Jeremy Lambert. Joseph, is this week over? I'm scared, Jeremy. I'm really scared. So we do production notes for this show four months in advance, right? Yeah. So like I today I concluded April stuff. We have it all set up because that's what we're like with professionals. And I've been looking through this week's for the last few days, and I've got ready. You know, ROH, Final Battle. Um, I've watched every Final Battle match ever. I've studied extensively. Um, and then, I, you know, I come on Twitter and I say, wrestling is poisoned. We address the state of wrestling and try to fix it. And I was like, hang on a second. There's nothing wrong with wrestling. Honor is real. I shook my own hand, and I was – and I was confused as to what was, what was going on. So, Jeremy, frankly, I'm scared because we never talk off air, right? I just log on and you're like, we're going live. And that's just what happened. So I'm very scared. Yeah, you tell me that you're backstage and it's like, all right, here we go. You, you show up like two minutes before the show and we just we just get rolling. Um, apparently, wrestling is dying. Joseph, this is, what, this is what I've heard. We'll get to that. We'll get to that here in a second. Let's get some plugs out of the way. Fightful.com. We appreciate everybody joining us. YouTube.com slash Fightful. Hit subscribe. Leave us a thumbs up. Tap the bell for notifications. Sean has an interview with Kevin Owens premiering. Yes. Did you know about this? I did. Yes, I did. I got a scope on that, actually, Jeremy. Okay. Uh, Sean has an interview with Kevin Owens premiering tomorrow, Friday at noon. It's a very good interview. I transcribed the whole thing. I never want to listen to it again. I'll be happy if I never have to do anything with Kevin Owens again. He's actually a lovely guy. I like Kevin Owens. Uh, Joseph wrote a feature about Kevin Owens. Yes. We love the Kevin Owens. Here. Yeah. The Kevin Owens show. On <laughs> Kevin Owens should come on our show. It'd be great on this show. He doesn't strike me as a basketball guy at all, to be honest. I mean, he's Canadian, so I feel like he would like hockey. But yeah, I'm a that, hockey guy. so I just step out. Just put him yeah. in my spot. I'd <laughs> uh, be the, the second best co-host uh, I've ever had on this show. It, it, without you, wow. you're obviously the best, but the, okay. the second best with, with you not being here. O'Neill is just like broke everything. <laughs> he broke the scale. Yeah. That's Tore true. the hat in half. Yeah. No more. <laughs> uh, that's premiering tomorrow. 
Joseph and I are playing TEW tomorrow. That's at three o'clock, right? That's the plan. That's yeah. the plan. Yeah. Okay. I also plan my appearance on Saturday because I'm just just blessing everyone. It's Christmas, right? <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Saturday, uh, we're gonna Joe Pearl and I are gonna be playing video games. Joseph's gonna pop in for that. I think that's that's all the plugs. Um, let's get into this. We're live on youtube.com slash fightful. We're live on my Twitter, we're live on Sean Ross Sapp's Twitter. We're just live everywhere. We're gonna be live on Twitch soon, watching this Twitch gimmick that I don't know anything about, but I've already got a million ideas for. <laughs> Very concerned, Jeremy, that you told me you would lead me through this Twitch thing and you just conceded live on air. You have no idea how this works. So there you go. I know how it works. I okay. have plenty of ideas for it. The problem is Sean will like message me about it. Be like, all right, here's what we're gonna do. Here's what you can do. I was like, great. And then he's like, here's what I need from you. I'll be in contact with you. And then he doesn't get in contact with me about what he actually needs. Fair. That's, That's what Fight TV do to me. Fight TV are like, here's what you need. Never ever get it to me. Very sad. Uh, we got a super chat. Leave us a super chat. Get your question, comment, statement read on air. Tim Trevor says, Jeremy and Joe, thanks for making my day better. Thank you, Tim. We're glad we can yes. help in any way. Hope you're well, buddy. Happy holidays. Make our day better, Tim, for yeah. watching this terrible program. Thank you very much. Don't Don't bury us before we get started. Come on this now. is going to be a bad... Well, I know where this is going, Jeremy Lamb, but I'm very scared, okay? Well, we're going to start with WWE TLC. Joseph, are you ready for WWE TLC? I'm ready, yeah, I'm ready. Sean's watching the show. He says, I always get in contact. I need image sizes. Oh, yeah. The, the, look, the, the graphics team, that's not my department. It took them five months to make the Booty Pro Wrestling logo. I don't know what you want me to do about that part. That's my fault. I have hate for the Twitter name. <laughs> That's my fault. <laughs> That's true. You did change the Twitter name, and it took, and they had to fix that. It took a lot of effort to remove that five, man. It's just indelible, brother. It's linked <laughs> in my history forever. There you go. Uh, WWTLC is this Sunday. Joseph, what is this show? What, what are we doing with TLC? We got an Inferno match. An Inferno match on TLC. Okay. Tables, ladders, chairs, and Infernos on Sunday. Big announcement. They announced it at 10 a.m. on a Thursday, four days before the pay-per-view. Brandy Orton. Randy Orton and the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Inferno match, Joseph. Okay, look. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. That is a calamity all of itself, but neither of us ever cared about what that match was going to become. Let's be honest with ourselves here, Jeremy. And now we get to laugh, at least, Right. Do we agree both world title matches are like interesting? Is probably the wrong word for you because I don't think you're interested at all. They'll be good matches, right? The world title matches. I'm interested in Owens and Reigns. They've been doing some excellent, excellent yeah. work on SmackDown. They, they've really sold me on this match. McIntyre and AJ, I do think, will be a good match. The finish seems a little bit more up in the air now than it was a week ago. <laughs> so <laughs> that, yeah. that piques my interest a little bit. Everything else on this show, I'm just like, what What are we doing with, with the rest of the show? Well, in fear of being unprofessional, Jeremy, what else is on this show? Because genuinely, I have no idea. So there you go. I know we the have- big three, obviously the Inferno and the two we just mentioned. Yes, we've got a Raw Tag Team title match, the New Day and the Hurt Business once in a lifetime, New Day and Hurt Business, man. We have not seen this right? match before. Title change, surely now, surely? Probably. I feel like it's probably a title change. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've got Sasha Banks against Carmella, which was apparently taken off at some point, but then re-added today. 
I didn't know it was taken off. I think because they had their match on Friday, people just assumed, oh, it's off. And then WWE put out the rematch is on. It's like, you never, I don't think you ever really took this match off of the show. But I think just because of the way we watch it, like when that match ended on TV, we all knew it was going to be run back. But in their weird universe of planning and such, it probably wasn't officially anymore. There you go. I get you. I, every yeah. website, every website ran that it was back on that it was back on the show, and I'm just like, I didn't know it was off the show. It it never left our uh, Listen, events man, page. Them, them websites run a lot of stuff. Okay, <laughs> is, that, is that it? Is that everything? Is there one more? Uh, and no, we've got. Um, oh, this is a big one, Joseph. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler against Oscar and To Be Determined. Should we start with that? Should we should we try and work our way through this mess, this absolute insanity that is Lana not being in a match that is built purely around her own story? Should we do that, Jeremy? Yeah, let's do it. So, <laughs> if we're just, just going to take this for ease and that Lana is not in this match, and I don't know what the story is, I'm not a reporter. I don't know if Jeremy has covered it, I don't know. The story is she's just out and she just she's going to be off television. I don't, there's no injury that I know of. So, yeah. Okay. Why? <laughs> when did this, what happened here? Someone explained it to me as not a scoopster. I mean, like just someone I talked to was like, at some point, the table was no longer part of their story. <laughs> and like, when I read this, my mind was just blown because it's actually true. Like at some point they just decided this doesn't need a match. To play. Let's just do a two minute match on raw and get away from this. This sucks. The fact they, they sacrificed Survivor Series for this is insanity, by the way. They spent three months putting her through a table each week. They made her the sole survivor by doing nothing at Survivor Series. It was all setting up for her to win the titles with Asuka. My dogs are very angry at how this is all played out on television. Uh, it was all setting up for her to win the title. Uh, with Oscar at TLC, right? Like that was the payoff. Yeah. Whether you whether you love the angle or hate the angle, you thought Lana should be in this position or not, that was the payoff. They're going to win the titles. Fine. At least there was going to be a payoff of this. And then you take her out the week of, and unless she is the surprise guest, which will probably piss people off of like, what was the point of taking her mm-hmm. out and then putting her back in? What was the point of this whole feud? Right, because... So the only way I could see her being the partner and like coming out in the middle of the match is if they felt internally we need to reposition her as the underdog. The problem with that is they had a chance to do that an hour before. No, not an hour, a minute before with the Nia match. Because if Nia yeah. had just killed Lana, they could have had her back as the underdog. So that doesn't make sense. The only thing you can kind of, like perhaps Asuka will pick a partner, which will then spark your next title program. So this talk, this try to talk names best we can. Like, Naomi comes to mind, right? I know Charlotte's the obvious one, but this say Naomi steps in and somewhere or another, one of those two women leaves that show a heel. Is that a worthwhile sacrifice? Was this Lana nonsense worth just cutting losses on if you start a new Rawman's title program? Because let's be honest, Jeremy, they need a title program. <laughs> this case is ridiculous, her being in a tag team, right? No, because they could have done this anyway. Like, why Why did you take three months with Lana when you could have just done the same angle the next night on Raw after Lana won the titles? Jerry, I don't know. Okay, I'm, tr- I'm trying my best. <laughs> it, it's difficult. I, I don't get it. I never understood the Lana thing because to me, the upside of the Lana like direction never made sense anyway. 
but then not even finish in that direction is almost worse when you've got this close to it. Like you've done all the hard work now. Just do the do the bit where Nia goes through the table, she wins the tag titles, it's fine, it's just done. Yeah. But no. So then that makes me think that it is just it's queen time. Bow down, it's Charlotte Flair, she's back. Is Hashtag that, bow down. Let's do it. Instinctually, Jeremy, is that your like gut feeling? It's just Charlotte's back, right? God, I hope so. God, I hope it's just Charlotte's back. I mean, that's what it should be. Right. All right. Naomi. Cool. I like it. It'd probably be better if it was Naomi. It'd be better if they elevated somebody else instead of just, you know, brought back Charlotte, put her mm-hmm. in a title program because they have no idea what else to do with Charlotte outside of right. put her in a title program. But th- this show needs something. And at least Charlotte comes across as a star and, you know, they're going to book her relatively well. They're not going to book anybody else. Well, it's difficult, right? Because like I agree with everything you just said, but I also agree with the part you had in the middle there of like this defeats the object of Charlotte taking time off to me. I know she took actually took like legitimate time. What I'm saying is to me as a creative team, it should have been like, okay, she's one of the best performers we have, but we need to find something fresh for her to do. Just dropping her straight back into the title <laughs> stuff, like does the complete opposite of that. That's all and they know just, how to do. That's all they know how to do with her. And it makes sense because Naya was the one who took out Charlotte. Right. Uh, yeah. one. So it makes sense if, if uh, Charlotte is the one returns i think it's going to be charlotte i'll pop for charlotte because it's on brand for me it doesn't actually do anything for the division or the program or the company okay this this do long-term thinking here because this is one of my favorite topics right now where is that division possibly headed for the grandest stage of them all and do they know for raw yes the raw woman's division like on it try your i think we agree they don't know right they have no clue so what are we putting together here, Jeremy? We have the pencil. How difficult is this now, all of a sudden? It feels like they've closed off every avenue and you're stuck in the middle of Charlotte versus Asuka again. It's bizarre. I would I would try to somehow get to Charlotte and Baszler. Like, I don't know how they've nuked Baszler yeah, in this know. entire program. Like, they've, they've completely nuked her. Um, I, Charlotte's going to be in the Raw Women's title match. How yeah. they end up getting there, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they have up their sleeve for that. I don't know if they know what they have up their sleeve, but I think Charlotte's going to be in that match. Maybe they do the Ripley rematch. That's what I think. Yeah. That, yeah. That's my, because that makes sense from like a traditional wrestling storytelling point of view. Right. Right. If you wanted to do, this is a wild one, but this is something that might appeal to you for a range of reasons. If you wanted to do something different with Charlotte, how would you feel about a Funhouse Cena style match in which all of the stuff that's said about Charlotte, the same way it was said about John Cena, is portrayed via the clown assistant, Alexa Bliss? <laughs> so I have been cooking this idea and I think it's like vaguely interesting. So let's actually like make it part of the character that she deals with all this bullshit online and people say this about her and say that. You know the way they did with Cena? Yeah. Uh, can you do that with Charlotte? This early? What's the payoff there? Because Charlotte's is Charlotte winning the match? Is she disappearing forever? Because John Cena's dead. Yeah, you'd have to do something. <laughs> no, you'd have to do something different, but like I almost if you want Charlotte to be a babyface, which they always seem to end up walking themselves <laughs> back into. Yeah. Like it would be kind of neat if they made it they kind of accepted that like people do just resent her just because. And I'm, I'm not saying she's perfect, folks. If you have a legitimate gripe of her performance, that's that's fine. I have no issue with that. But there is an element of like she can't win, right? Like she's only doing her job and she gets so much stick. 
you have the whole thing with Cena about, you know, never turning heel. Like, could you do some cool stuff for that? The fact that she's, her uh, thing is, you know, the woo and it's just like a, a dad and stuff. I don't know. I don't know how you end it. But I just try to think of like, what do you even do that's fresh for Charlotte? She's like a 15 time champ. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Is Alexa even in this, in this role come WrestleMania? No, I, I think, like, look, man, I, Punk, punky Bruce style, all that, <laughs> all that stuff that def- definitely happened and all that. Um, that's I the think, feud. That's the feud right there, Joseph. They're feuding over Punky Brewster because it was yes, Charlotte and Alexa who who were there. Allegedly there for four months for a cameo episode. Anyway, Jeremy, here's the thing. I think the way they do create it for a lot of times is when you're good enough that they can just pigeonhole you somewhere and leave you be, they generally do that. And I know this very much now because I did, I've just done my Kevin Owens feature, which we cheap plugged earlier. And there are months of television where Kevin Owens didn't do anything that assembled any direction, but he was just on TV. And I very much think Alexa is at a point where they're just like, she's good at just like being Alexa. Just leave her there. Let's try and work on this Lana push. Like I really do believe that. So she's probably not in that position though. She's probably wrestling Karrion Cross. And Scarlett in a match that could legitimately end my fandom of professional wrestling. No, I mean, is is Alexa even like associated with the Fiend? Oh yeah, yeah. this is Fiend. So? Okay, mate, have you seen what the Fiend is left with? <laughs> Jeremy, have you seen how bad it is since Alexa's been off TV doing Punky Brewster for four years? I tr- I've tried seen? not to that to that segment on Monday. Just <laughs> death, <laughs> absolute death yes. on Monday. He, he needs her now. I don't know how he's managed this. Yeah, he did it for a year without her, and now it's like, God, please get her back in the Punky Brewster. Get her back ASAP. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's difficult. Like I just that, that character to me is the, the original Bray Wyatt character. I think was a much better character. Like I loved that character at the start, but it got very quickly overexposed. And the Fiend is now so the Raw is already overexposed it to me. So it's like it's it's difficult. <laughs> it's difficult. I don't know what you do with that. Like this Orton match, like where do you go after this? It's an Inferno Funhouse match. I'm gonna have that in the corner just every time we talk about the fiend. <laughs> like a warning for the audience. Yeah. Like, like you like Bray Wyatt, I could totally respect that, but like just skip until the, the mask is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you do after this, Jeremy. I'm not sure. I I have no idea either. But we have the inventor of TLC, the person who came up with this entire pay per view concept. Joseph, Lord TLC is on the yes. program. Lord TLC, thank you for joining us. Hello. How did you how did you come up with this uh this event? So I actually came up with the idea in like 99 and of course Vince wouldn't even take a meeting with me so that I could tell him about my fantastic idea. And then finally we saw it come to fruition in 2000 after they started having all these matches between all those men that are old and try to kill themselves. They weren't old then, but they're old now and they still try to kill themselves. True. Yeah. Very old now. <laughs> still, killing. Yes, true. Yeah. still doing the same thing 20 years later and just had the excellent match. And guess who still takes credit for it? Vince. Matt Hardy. No. Michael Pinotes. <laughs> And and the fanny pack man, yes. yes. He all, and he also steals my fanny packs. So, yeah, it's a, <laughs> this is a terrible, terrible thing. That's an actual scoop for the podcast. Very <laughs> much, I appreciate it. It's a terrible thing. And then they had the second one at Mania 17. 
didn't even invite me to come. I, I mean, it's it's been very depressing. Lord TLC, what do you think of an Inferno match being added to your pay-per-view? Disgraceful. It's Agreed. Absolutely awful. I don't... I mean, unless they're both actually going to burn on the, t- on the TV and we won't have to see this anymore, I, I, don't, I'm, I have no interest in watching it. You're condoning just people getting burned alive here. Yes. <laughs> the distraction untold, TLC. Here it is, the documentary airing soon, folks. Yes, Thank exactly. You. Thank you for joining us, Lord TLC. We appreciate it. Uh, no one is looking forward to this event. On, on Sunday. I was doing the Bray Wyatt wave then, Jerry. Were you? The Bray Wyatt wave? Don't put the mask back up, though. We're not talking about him anymore. Okay. okay. Seriously, I want to do a Raw talk. Oh, that's a branded program. Check it out on the WWE Network for $9.99. It airs live from the Thunderdome. It's actually free. That's a, that's one of their free things that you can just watch for free. Okay. Speaking of free, Fight <laughs> TV. Fight TV, I need your actual assistance on a technical problem. Please contact me, Fight TV. I know you watch the show. Anyway, TLC. Okay, here's the deal. I want to do a Raw talk. I'm not going to go back to that bit I just did. Leave it there. <laughs> SmackDown first. Kevin Owens. Too good to be a one and done, right? This got, they've got to continue this program somehow, right? I would think it would continue through Royal Rumble. Um, but I also think they, they, they can go back to the Bryan program for Royal Rumble mm-hmm. as well. Because it seems like they're setting up Goldberg for Mania. So you can Big do... Bill. You can do, uh, you can do Owens here. You can do Brian next month. I don't know what you're doing in February, um, and then maybe nothing. Like maybe Range just doesn't wrestle on that show, yeah. and then you, you do a Chamber, do, right? Because so you can do like to get the match with Range. You can do a whole bunch of stuff there. Yeah, and then you do the Goldberg match at Mania. It's definitely too good to be a one and done, but and usually they stretch these feud out feuds out for like eight mm-hmm. months. Uh, but I think Reigns, Reigns clearly has a lot more control over what's going on than anybody else anywhere else on this mm-hmm. roster. I, I think it is going to be like a one and done type thing. I think at the very least, like I actually, you know, if that was the idea, I'm not sure about the Goldberg bit. We, we discussed that last week. So like, I don't think that's smart, but they're going to do what they're going to do. They could at least get like a TV main event out of this. I feel, you know, they could at least run it back in some form on TV for like the end of the year. So it's it's interesting. I I just hope that they leave this aware of like kind of what we all know, which is like Owens is super valuable, man. <laughs> like he's he's dynamic as a character, especially as a babyface. I think he's so great as a babyface. So should he win? No, it's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is ensure that you take this, keep this in mind moving forward, and don't just discard him again because he had that big mania moment, so to speak, Jeremy. <laughs> And he, he was not seen in anything of relevance for six months. It's what tough. is that? The feud with Alistair Black? What a, what a memorable him feud. Alistair Black has been struck from the records, my friend. Struck from the records. No what more. A, what a great feud that, that thing with Alistair Black was. They yeah, both true. got super over from that. Alistair Black's killing it on whatever brand he's on right now. Okay. Very, very fair. Very, very fair. Um, but I, look, I'll say this. I, I think you're going to get two really good world title matches on Sunday. I think you're going to get a good pay-per-view on Sunday. We can scoff even at New Day Hurt Business. They're going to have another great match. Like The talent is tremendous. This product, you can draw names out of the hat, and the, the pay-per-view match quality will be good. It's not a worry for me, that. It's just now I think it's time to discuss uh, 
our former flagship friend, Monday Night Raw. Right, Jeremy? Let's catch up on a couple of Super Chats. Okay, sorry. <laughs> JJ says, I'm here for the Stars TLC. Just got fiery Eddie Kingston fights God. Uh, what are you making for, for Archer? Looking forward to Christmas show at 2 a.m. my time. Are we doing a Christmas show? Oh, we're doing a Q&A. No, Fightful is doing a Christmas show. Oh, yeah, we are. Are you going to be on that? I believe so. Okay. I hear there's money in it, bro. If there's money in it, I'm there. <laughs> I'll work every show now. Eddie we make it God should be added to uh, TLC. So let's quickly do this because I when people you got more super chats, Jeremy. I might I have one. Yeah, you, know, do it? you can talk okay. about Eddie Kingston. Thank you, thank you, Jeremy. Um, <laughs> it seems like they're setting up for a fourth man, doesn't it? Right? Yeah. Who is it? I have options for you, Jeremy. Okay, I, I saw you post a couple on the Twitter. Okay, so a lot of people said homicide to me, and yeah. if it's a short term play, like, and I only say short term because homicide physically is just not like he's not where he was, you know. 10 right. literally 10 years ago now he was like near the he was near in his prime the end of his prime um but that would still be cool i then look towards nick gage is an interesting one probably again short term but the big ones to me are ethan page and chris hero chris hero would be great um yes. i i think that would be fantastic ethan page would be good i don't know I'm not. I'm not totally sold on Ethan Page in that role, and I like oh, Ethan in that Page. role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. Yeah, in that particular role, I really like Ethan Page. I think he'd be great in AEW. I don't mm. know if I'm sold on him in that role. Chris Hero, I'm sold on in that role. I get that because the thing is with this faction is is it's it's taken a different shape because of who's in it now. Yeah, and you look at them as being like the big tough guys. You know, not to say Ethan Page isn't a big tough guy. You could definitely beat me up in a fist fight. What I'm saying is, is that like. Well, I'm going back to sort of remember the original promo where he was like, we're indie guys. Let's not mess this up. We're on TNT now. Remember that whole deal? Yeah. Like, that mindset is where I thought of Ethan Page. But like, I do get you. He's He could do 101 different things. So that's Chris Hero, any kind of promo about the fact that he's had to like, had to end it, end the beef with Chris Hero for the sake of fighting Lance Archer is tremendous. I'm all in on this. This is my actual favorite option. So I don't know. Your question was what I think of Archer. Chris Hero. <laughs> that was my answer. Uh, Drew Nicholas says, forget about WrestleMania. They probably don't even know who's winning the Women's Rumble. Hell, I couldn't even tell you. Could be Alexa, Bianca. I I still feel like they're going Bianca there. Maybe. Alexa's only winning it if Bray's winning it. Like the men's one, right? Like, and they would do the whole thing of like the, the fiend. Uh, what word should I go with here? The fiend yeah. dominance, you know, that kind of deal. Yes. But I don't see, I, I don't know Bray. Sound that Bray kind of has to win it because Keith Lee's not winning it. No way. I refuse it. I don't think Bray's winning the Rumble. Who's winning the Rumble? <laughs> what if, what if, all right, here's my, here's my idea. Let's just talk about the Rumble. Go, go. Ahead. <laughs> here's my idea. Bray's in the Rumble, but it's Bray, right? And he's yeah. down to the, the final two. And I don't know, Keith Lee's in there. Sure. Keith Lee tosses him right as Bray's about to go over the top rope. Lights off fiend yeah. emerges and then he gets him in the claw and he claws keith lee over yeah. the top rope that's the finish to the rumble right there right i, I think it could be like, <laughs> seriously talking about this guy if goldberg is the smackdown match no don't not necessarily <laughs> if goldberg is the smackdown match he doesn't need to win the rumble there's no, no reason no so then you go to rule and it's like okay true if keith lee's turning heel Maybe, maybe, 
Because like it would make some sense. If you're going to turn him, you've got to do big stuff. So I get that. I wouldn't turn him, obviously. But there you go. If it's not him, it's Bray, right? Because Edge and Orton are probably not going to fight for the title. I don't think it's Bray. I really don't think it's Bray. Mm. Hurt my feelings here, Jeremy. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Who do you think? Who are you picking? <laughs> I love that you're just like, it's not Bray. <laughs> Dude, I don't know who it is. It could be Bray. Fuck, it yeah. could be. You know what? Yeah. You sold me. I've sold myself on this on this finish to the to the rumble. Dude, I, I don't think it's, <laughs> I don't finish. think it's Bray just because I feel like he's another guy of like Goldberg of where like you don't need him to win the rumble yeah, if, if you want to put him in this spot. Like if you're gonna have somebody win the rumble, have it be somebody you haven't, you know, you don't have that full belief in or like you actually want to make mm-hmm. in this spot. They don't need that. For Bray, so it, it mm. should be somebody like Keith Lee. Like, why wouldn't it be somebody like Orton or Edge? It shouldn't be them either. But I still think Edge and Orton is like the title program for Mania. Maybe I just think I don't know. I feel like that's his own thing now. I feel. Do mm. they know? Like, do they honestly have an idea? Because so let's get into this. The Raw ratings sucked all time low. Once again, it's probably going to be YouTube numbers were up. And if you look at TV ratings, they're down in general. You get some respect, Jeremy Lambert. They didn't suck. They could have been better. Okay. They definitely could have been better. Say it softly. Don't don't say, just say, could have been better. Right. It's like who better than cage. (laughs) Could have been better. Uh, (laughs) um, They could have been better. There you go. They sucked. Drew is the champion. Everyone wants to blame the champion, right? Like that's I blame the champion. That's the gimmick. Everyone Take that wants to blame British the media. champion. All <laughs> you co-opted British media with your pro Drew McIntyre. I blame him. I don't really. I'm joking. Everyone wants to blame the champion. So there's there's Twitter chatter that AJ might win the title on Sunday just because it's something big, Joseph. You do a title change. Everyone's going to tune in on Raw the next night. Be like, let's see what they got in store uh, after after the big pay-per-view and a big title change. What do you think? Is AJ winning on Sunday? No, no, no. I don't think so. I, I think what's, what's interesting about this discussion is if you ask me, from my opinion, on what I would change about Raw, it would be a very long answer because there's stuff about the bad show just annoys me. The way they format it annoys me. I don't like the way they do promos, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It just, to me, it should be changed completely. However... I have similar gripes of a lot of stuff that SmackDown does. And SmackDown is showing that whether you think their rating should be higher or not, SmackDown isn't leaking viewers, right? Like, they're steady every week, right, Jeremy? Jeremy's grinning about saying it's very scary. Very, <laughs> I'm always scared about what he's saying out for me. But SmackDown is steady, right? It doesn't lose viewers every single week. Yeah, SmackDown fine. Yeah. So it's clear that even within their format, which does grate on me as a fan, I'll be honest with you, it does you can still do a show that people like happily watch and is palatable. Should SmackDown do better? Probably. I don't know. I'm not an expert, but like it's clear that people don't like raw right now. It goes, the third hour number is terrifying. Like, people don't want to watch that. <laughs> don't want to watch that third hour. So to me, it's clearly any of the hours. Well, there you go. I mean, it's, it's clearly not a, look, the, the real central issue when you compare raw and SmackDown at this point is I think SmackDown had a really good few months, but at this point, the real difference is that Roman is just their actual top guy, right? Like this, yeah. if we're being honest and their second, like on the, in the women's division side, Sasha is their biggest star. So like, I guess that's all it is at this point. Cause to be honest, SmackDown's undercard stuff is not like great. It's not good. No, no. 
And it's... it because before when it was Bray and Braun on top, their undercard stuff was like okay and pretty good, but the main event sucked. Now complete opposite, right? Complete opposite. So I don't know. Some... What is the problem, Jeremy? <laughs> Some of the undercard stuff isn't bad. The problem is here's the problem, Joseph, is that everyone just loses. It's just a bunch of losers. Like that that's yeah. what they're asking you to get invested into. Just a bunch of fucking losers. Oh, I get that. I understand. <laughs> but like we would have that problem with SmackDown like too. Yeah, and, I do have that problem with SmackDown. No, I know. I, I do too. But what I'm saying is is that SmackDown still manages to be like moderately safe and sound and steady in its viewership. And when on Saturday morning I don't see people tweeting I have just ended my podcast. I hate wrestling now, like I do on Tuesday mornings, okay? So I agree with you completely. Like when I see Buddy Murphy cheating with five people to beat Baron Corbin, me, frustration, okay? But like clearly the general audience doesn't switch off for that. So then you're left to kind of look at what is objectively wrong with Raw. An objective is a tough term to talk about pro wrestling with. It is. But like, is it a Drew thing? Is it an AJ thing? What is what are we saying here? I'm I'm genuinely confused with the actual issue at this point. I don't think it's it's either of those guys. Um, I don't think look they they screwed up Drew as a champion. At least the end of it, he should have lost to Orton. Maybe not at SummerSlam, whatever the match was after that. Not the ambulance match. They should have just done a straight wrestling match again and had Orton beat him. And if you want to go back to Drew at Survivor Series or before Survivor Series, then that's fine. They they totally. They screwed up the booking of him as champion there. My problem with Raw, one, is something you can't fix, is that it's three hours. And that's yes. that's just not going to be fixable. And I get it. I understand it. The other problem is, like, it's just the same matches every week. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely nothing new on these programs. And so they 50-50 everyone to death. And so no one ends up getting over. Like that. That's how Raw works. I can tell you what happened on Raw each week without actually having to pay attention or watching on raw. And then they do stuff like the Lana thing where they try to get you invested for three months. And then they just pull it out from underneath you the week of the big payoff. Like there's absolutely, there's just no direction on the show. What you feel like you're watching doesn't stick with you. And it doesn't feel like it's week to week television. It feels like it's thrown together 30 minutes before the show, probably because it is. And then they do the same thing the next week. I, I personally agree with most of that. I, I think that's pretty fair. Like I, the, that show will actively frustrate me sometimes. It, it genuinely, and people can say that we're like, you know, they might not like that. I'm telling you as a fan, not as a writer or podcaster or wrestling personality. Jeremy. I'm telling you as a fan, Raw drives me crazy sometimes. It just annoys me. My question would be, is it the exact same show as SmackDown, except it has an extra hour, which leads them to do it? Like, you know how SmackDown will rotate, guys, every once in a while? Like, you'll miss Daniel Bryan for a week. Yeah. It feels like the extra hour prevents them from... You never miss anyone on Raw. I can't tell you the last time, other than with Punky Brewster, that I have watched <laughs> Raw and gone, oh, I miss this person. It's been a while. They're every week. Everyone's on. <laughs> every person is on. Other than people that need to be on, of course. But it's just... Is that it? Is it just is it a tired format that gets exhausted by the three hour runtime? Is that what we're saying? I don't know. I mean, it definitely gets exhausted by the three hour runtime. I do think that you you mentioned it. There's at least a hierarchy on SmackDown. You know, Roman is the absolute top guy. They try to establish Drew as the top guy, and the way they do that is give him a kilt and a sword. There's no actual like story of why, and he's got the title. There's no actual reason for him. He never comes off as like the absolute top guy 
on that show. And then, but then the guy he's feuding with AJ is doing comedy sketches with Miz and Morrison. So he doesn't even feel like he's a top guy either. They get Miz holding the briefcase and they beat him every week. And then the women's division, like you said, Sasha, at least she feels like the top person on that show. Bailey, when she was the champion felt like the top person on that show. Oscar is doing women's tag team title stuff and just goofy shit. And and this is what interests me about it is, is again, I want to reiterate this. Like, I mean, if you Jeremy and I sat here and said, what would we change about raw? That's a three hour podcast, (laughs) but that isn't necessarily why people aren't watching raw. Does that make sense? Like any, so what I'm saying is, is this actually a case of for all the little issues that we have with the show, is it broad strokes and is it the fact that Drew is not Roman and Asuka, they aren't even trying to make her the equivalent of Sasha. She's, she's as you just said, she's doing all this other stuff. That is not, it's not big time stuff. And then that leads you into the conversation about where, like, what are we, where are we at with Drew? Because Drew is fascinating because everyone agrees he's done an objectively good job. He doesn't cut bad promos. He only has very good wrestling matches. He looks like a star. His presentation's cool. But when was the last time someone said to you, like, I am super fired up or engaged about what Drew's doing? And I need, I am not knocking him. I'm just observing. I saw someone did a poll. What match are you most excited for at TLC? Roman and Kevin Owens were beating that match, but were beating Drew and AJ by an absurd amount. He's wrestling AJ Styles, Jeremy. <laughs> he shouldn't be this way. I, there's something, there's a disconnect here where we all go, yeah, good job. But do we care? Is there an emotional investment? Yeah, yeah, I'm totally with you. And so so here's my point to that is like, you're right. Drew has done a good job. He's done everything they've asked of him. They've tried to make him as the top guy on Raw. Uh, He is almost by default. But look at what his feuds have been compared to what Roman's feuds have been. And not just who he's faced. Because Roman, if you had said six months ago, Roman and Jey Uso is your top program on SmackDown. People are like, what? Huh? Jay Uso is right. in a top program. Like the actual meat of the program is what we're talking about here. Drew did this Randy Orton feud, which was, we agreed, which was great when it first mm-hmm. started, right? Like we were really into yep. that feud. And then it went on for six months and they lost the plot completely. And now he's facing AJ, which on paper, you're like, AJ Drew, this sounds amazing. And AJ is doing this, this shit with Miz and Morrison. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing. It's all it's all just like hokey stuff that either that that comes off hokey or just goes on too long. At least the Roman stuff, that's very authentic and very real. And he's mm-hmm. he's presented in that way. And he's doing feuds with Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, potentially Daniel Bryan, and it comes off as actual genuine wrestling soap opera, sports entertainment stuff. Drew, it doesn't come off as, as real or anything. It just comes off as mid-card bullshit. That that term is what I like. A part of me feels like we're watching a great, like IC title run. But we're, when has he made of it in any of these pay per views? Any of true, them? true, yeah. Uh, he made it in Hell in a Cell. You're right. Him and, and Randy made it Hell in a Cell. And what was the reaction to that decision? That, <laughs> the reaction, that shouldn't have made even Hell in a Cell. That was the only one. Other than obviously when he wrestled Roman, but that's because you know that's what we're yeah. just talking about. So it's just look, I. I'm very hesitant to blame Drew McIntyre because I agree with you that there's 101 things you could do better. All I will say is I remember when Roman was the top babyface or when 
even when Brian was top babyface, and I don't think he did like great numbers or anything before anyone corrects me. I remember like a passionate debate about these guys. I remember this ongoing pro Drew anti uh, pro Roman anti Roman. Brian's too small, now he's best wrestler ever. These debates going on about a top guy, and I see no such thing with Drew. It's just like does a good job, doesn't he? Like it's it's just it's apathy almost. And again, I agree with you completely. And the key, the big thing will be the Sheamus program, because this be fair for, for whether you like like the sort of meat and potatoes booking, they are telling a story with Sheamus, right? They've established history there. And when those two hit each other really hard, which they're going to, it'll be a really good match. You should feel something. Because that is no different to what Roman had with Jay. In fact, it's probably better because Sheamus has like, got more, um, you know, star power, whatever that means at this point. It's just, it's interesting, man. Again, it's not me, it's not me knocking the guy because I've enjoyed all of his matches. It's just... I don't know. I wonder if as much as we all do our 20 tweet threads about we don't like this, we don't like that, it's like maybe they just need to have a stronger women's champ and world champ. Not the talent, I mean the way they're positioned. The Sheamus thing is certainly interesting because you're right. That's a storyline that they've started slow. They seem like they're doing some type of slow burn to, and once they actually fight, it should be a big deal. The question is, and I hate saying this, just when and how are they going to fuck it up? Like, I have no faith that they're actually going to deliver on like, oh, I'm really excited to see this match at this pay-per-view. They've built it so well, and here we go. Like, they're going to do this match on a random Raw, announce it an hour before the show, and be like, first time since 2000 that Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) that Drew McIntyre and Sheamus are going to battle. And and it's going to be a DQ in five minutes and it's just going to ruin the complete aura of this match. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely understand why you are that, why you look at it that way, but this imagine this be really idealistic. Royal rumble. These are your three matches. Okay. Rumble match or four matches, both rumble matches, Brian versus Roman drew versus Sheamus. I bet any money your interest will be leased in Drew versus Sheamus. Even if they booked it perfectly, you'd be like, no, nah, I'm taking Roman and Brian. I'm taking the Rumble matches first. I don't know, dude. At some point, I don't know. Probably. Like, you're right. But I don't think that's a, I don't think that's quite a knock on Drew and Sheamus in that environment. Like, there's no doubt that Roman is the top guy. And the Rumble matches are the Rumble matches. They have years of cachet in history. Like, I, the women's Rumble match this year... The, the draw of it is like, even the men's Rumble match is like, all right, who's going to win? It's not that they've built up someone of like, man, I can't wait to yeah. see this guy to win. It's just basically like, where the fuck are they going with all of this? If they actually tell a proper story with Drew and uh, Drew and Sheamus, I'll be excited for Drew and Sheamus it, uh, in that at the Rumble. Maybe it is fourth, but it, it won't be so much a knock on the booking or them at that point. It'll just be because the other stuff is just better. The problem with like Drew and AJ is not that um, Roman and, and Owens is better, which it is. It's that Drew and AJ, the stuff they've done, it just completely sucked. But but within that is almost to me is a clue about perhaps our perception of Drew, and it needs to be stressed. This is our perception. People that are in the bubble, you know, a kid that watches WWE TV may view Drew as the biggest star in the world. It just be twenty twenty. 
I, I seriously, I hope so. Because like when I see videos of there was a kid reacting to him winning the belt back, one of the coolest things I've seen. It's great to see people react to wrestling that way. I'm just talking for me. But I do think at some point it get where it gets to a juncture. It's like, okay, but when when is it a case of just like some guys don't connect to that level? Because like I'm thinking of the programs he had. Now some of them are difficult. Dolph, you're not getting that program over. No one in the world thinks Dolph's winning the title. It's impossible. I don't know why they do it. But like the Lashley program, even like did that go on last? Was I the only person in the world that cared about that? It seemed like it. I barely remember, but th- this is again, like they've fed him bad challengers. Like Lashley was coming off the loss. Dolph is Dolph. Seth was coming off the loss. The Randy program. We agreed right at the time. The Randy program yeah. was great. We were excited for that SummerSlam match. Right. The SummerSlam match was fine. It was a Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre match. Very um, good. Yes, Drew. Yeah. Very, very good. And then it, it was a, it was a four-star classic, uh, even though Randy shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. But then it just stretched on and on, right? Like, oh, it, went, I agree, yeah. it went too long. I agree. I, it sounds like I'm like trying to like paint, put him in a corner. I, all I'm saying is... This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is at some point after eight months as a WWE champ, like so, someone's gonna point fingers, Jeremy. So, okay, so who are you putting in this position that's any better? Like that's no, the other and, issue. And, and <laughs> I need to stress that, like when AJ was the champ on SmackDown, he never even sniffed main events as world champ. Yeah. So I'm I'm not saying this is definitely a Drew thing. What I'm saying is, is it concerns me that it almost feels like they've put all their eggs in this basket. And when I see stuff, people talking about a Keith Lee heel turn, my thought is like, man, you ought to be careful with that because that could be your next top baby face. Like, this is this is my concern. Who is the second baby face on Raw? Who's the top baby face on Raw? Oh, oh Drew. Drew. Okay. Yeah, yeah, who's second? Yeah, who's, uh, <laughs> who's second uh, Bray Wyatt is the baby face now. I guess, yeah. So why are we in a position where, not me and you, but why is that? Why are they in a position where... Like we're banking on Drew just suddenly turning it around and being a huge. It's not. It's not happening that way. <laughs> it isn't. Look at the the state they got Roman in. Bless him. He was trying. He was there in every which way. And like everyone said, turn him heel. And now he's a heel and he's the best heel in wrestling. It's like, of course, duh. I don't know. It just it concerns me because I worry about what it will how it affect him long term. But again, I want to reiterate. I think he's done a very good job objectively. I just it does fascinate me the lack of like general interest I seem to see. I don't know. I feel like the simplest thing, and this applies to Asuka as well, is just have your champion, and then if you're going to do feuds and get them over, have them beat people who you've established 
as credible challengers. Yeah. I, I must say with Asuka, I think, and this is not an indictment of her at all. I think it's probably time to use her to make someone else. Like, to, even to me, I know that they want to just beat her on NXT TV every week, but if you could start fresh with Rhea Ripley beating Asuka in a classic match, I would probably go that way. Because they've done, at this point, they've put Asuka, they've made it so clear what her, like, position is and presentation. I just don't know if you're ever going to be able to sort of rebuild that the way you want to, if that makes any sense. Like, it would probably be best to start fresh. Charlotte is not fresh, to be clear. They should they should trade Oscar back to NXT. There you go, Jeremy. Trade second round pick to on top of it. <laughs> I, I'd move Rhea and EO up. I don't know what else EO can really do in NXT. She should just drop the title, put somebody over on the way out, and then. But they're just going to put her in the same spot they put Oscar in. This is it's what they do. Joseph, grin and log off. Grin and log off, Joseph. The suggestion should never be call up NXT first. No, because I, I no, promise you they've. More than enough talented people, yes. right? Like, I, I completely agree. You know, I'm joking about that shit. No, I know, I know. Yeah. It's just, it's a good I, suggestion if they would actually utilize them and make them feel like a big deal when they come up. But when was the last time that actually happened? They just bring the them up and then they just position them as nothing. There are people on the raw roster now that are like legitimately millions of miles away from being a useful babyface. That once could have been like Mustafa Ali could have been like an upper mid card babyface easily. He was one on SmackDown for like a month, <laughs> and then he's now he's like a mid card heel. Ricochet, no need to even discuss. Like I did that on this show when it happened. Absolute <laughs> filth. They killed him. He could be such a useful guy in that upper. Mid- and I know he's not a good promo. It's not real. Book around someone's weaknesses for once, please. <laughs> He's so Ricochet's one of those guys. He's like he's actively spectacular enough that he stands out to anyone watching the match. I'm not saying he's a top guy. I'm just saying like try a little bit, please. People think um, like Ricoch- Ricochet like sucks. Like they like you you go online and you see like oh Ricochet's just like not good. Like if Ricochet was just allowed to have the kind of matches he should be having, right. people would just go crazy and be calling him top five wrestler in the world. Like that's he, how they work. He had that match with Mustafa Ali a few weeks back, and it was like that was like such a within himself ricochet match. He can do ten times that match with Mustafa Ali. Yeah, and people were like, "Wow, great match!" It's like, <laughs> yeah, man, it doesn't have to be his life. So what? So let me because I feel like people are going to you know be upset with me, and that's fine. You should be upset with me. I'm very bad. <laughs> what I'm saying with Drew is this: he has done nothing wrong and should not be discarded. It would just be nice if they had a rotation of young baby faces that they could test out similarly with an eight-month WWE title reign. That is all I'm saying. Please do not hate me. I promise I mean well. That's my only suggestion moving forward. But I think we had a relatively productive discussion about that, right, Jeremy? When AJ wins the title on Sunday, are you going to tweet, Drew, another great run, ended too short. Good job, buddy. Three times. <laughs> Union Jack next to our tweet. Yeah. Bravo, Drew. Read my interview, Drew, from May or ever. <laughs> by, uh, by the way, Drew seems like an awesome guy. It's just, it is what he does. Uh, super sick. But Ryan says, Hope you lads have a happy and relaxing holidays. Wish everyone in the chat happy holidays. Hope they get the best guess of all. A point, God T. Much love. I ordered mine first day and still don't have it. What What's the hold up here? I can't get my own t shirt, Joseph. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe of the fact that there is a shirt, let alone people saying it's a good gift for Christmas. 
Bud Wright, he's tremendous. Have you seen the reviews? Have you seen the reviews on the shirt? Very good from what I can go. Yeah. Very good. Like like Bud Ryan's comments on YouTube streams that I've been on are very, very good. So, Bud, thank you for making me laugh when it's 2 in the morning and I'm watching Jeremy and Joel play video games. Thank you. Happy holidays. The the Point God t-shirt makes the panties drop and the nipples hard. That's what the reviews say. I didn't review it. I don't have mine yet. But the, the people who have their shirts, that's what the reviews say. Wow. This is news to me. I didn't know that, Bud. That's not my review, to be clear. Not my review. No, I, it's not. Why not? What's your review of the shirt, Joseph? Well, <laughs> probably as good a time as ever to you. I never intended to purchase the shirt. I kind of assumed it'd be on its way to me, and it doesn't seem to be. So, I tried to get you the Bray Wyatt mask. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Jeremy, are people mad at us right now? Have I been mean to the Drew McIntyre? I don't know if people are mad. Um, and it says, don't believe any review that said that. Uh, the ex left the nipples hard review. She's clearly trying to flirt with me, even though I told her I have a girlfriend and she needs to leave me alone. Drew Nicholas says something I thought about yesterday is Vince seems to think that NXT is also competition. He brings up stars and he keeps nothing that has made them who they, who they were there. Okay. Yes. He needs to, he needs to mold them into him. His Do you yes. remember my take about this many, many months ago? Because he's correct. Drew's correct. I, I have a take on this. That the NXT call-ups. Have I froze, Jeremy? Oh, no, I'm good. I'm no, no, no. You're good. You froze for me, so I got very scared. That usually oh, means that I froze for everyone I was just, I was okay. just, you know, looking intently at you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had a take many months ago that impressed Jeremy, in which I said that NXT call-ups became the new, like, WCW signings. Yes. And the, his favorites were the ones that wasn't actual big stars in NXT. And this is less good now. I'm going to be honest with you. It's, it's got less good because, like, Bailey and Sasha did a four-year program, and it was great. You know? But when it was the best call-ups for Alexa and Carmella, that was some full WCW signing stuff. Like, yeah, they never made them stars. Here I go, John Paul Levesque. Right? Well, that's, that, that's that deal. Like, it's, it's classic. Stunning Steve, that old deal. So, I mean, it's saying to that, but I don't think it's like – now you froze it. Oh my god, this image of Joseph that is frozen. <laughs> JJ, get that uh screenshot right there. My god, pal. Oh. I don't even know oh, how I can tell you. This is the, what I'm looking at. Oh, when JJ tweets you this screenshot, it's something. Yeah, you're back. You're back. But that, that image where you just froze. <laughs> Is it tremendous? Is it better than the last one? It might be your new Twitter avatar. I know Rob Wilkins did a did a great job with the the Photoshop there. That was that was an image, Joseph. I was really trying to have a point there, and I've lost it completely. Sorry, bro. There you go. I don't I don't remember your point. It's about NXT call ups and stuff. Yeah, they're the new WCW signs. That's my point. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you about wrestling, Joseph. Okay. Let me tell you how to fix wrestling. All right. Wrestling is going to die because of Vince McMahon. No, don't, don't do this. I know that. Okay. Wrestling has cancer. Oh, no. Because of Vince McMahon. McMahon's going to kill it. And the kind of cancer McMahon gave wrestling is the slow, eating kind of cancer. 
It's not quick. I'm not going to let Vince McMahon kill what he created. This is what he built. Wrestling is his, right? Right, Joseph? Wrestling is his. It's his. He created it. I'm not going to let Vince McMahon kill it. Kill what he created. I'm going to save what he created. I'm going to save his creation. I'm going to inject wrestling with a wholesome dose of the vaccine. If anybody's going to save his creation, I'm going to do it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, good God. Me and D Generation X. No low. No low. You should be ashamed of yourself. Everyone should be outraged right now what you've just done. Paul. Paul and Sean are saving it. They're no. saving it, Joseph. No, this is the worst thing you've ever done. This is a disgrace. End it now. It's finished. I don't care about what we got coming up. It's done. No more. That was a, that's a new low, Jeremy. You should be ashamed of yourself to set up that punchline that way. It's a disgrace. Good lord. I have nothing. I have nothing. <laughs> that's just saving it. That's it. Ladder matches, Joseph. Ladder matches. More ladder matches. Hey, I'll say this. This is a good time to do this. NXT was the better show this week on Wednesday, Jeremy. You know that? <laughs> this is a real take. NXT was really good this week. It was a good time to do that because the NXT fans are about to switch off. They're like, enough. I can't do this anymore. It was a good show this week. Did you watch it? I'm assuming you avoided, right? I love the NXT. Okay. Donald great- O'Reilly was great. Like, legit great. I do love Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunne. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of thought Pete Dunne should have won that match, but I'm looking forward to, to Finn and O'Reilly. Yeah, they'll get two done and, and Balor, right? So it's like, it's one of those yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, but Ryan also says, thanks for giving me a pat on the back at Gorilla Position, Joe. I enjoyed those streams as well. You'll always be the head of my table, Chubby Chief. There you go. I'll be back on Saturday to be the head of more tables. It'll be very fun. <laughs> By the way, AEW um, is, is a fledgling wrestling promotion. Apparently <laughs> they, did a, they did a good rating last week, which we're supposed to talk about. Their show this week, yeah. Meh. Meh? You Meh. like it? It was fine, right? Just, I, have a question. I have a question for you. Are you pregnant? I'm not. Okay. No, I'm not, but I appreciate how blunt and forward that question was <laughs> as an AEW bit. I really do. Everyone's pregnant. I just, I didn't know. Here's my question for you. If I was pregnant, would Jim Ross be happy for me? Because he seemed to be fake happy for John Moxley, <laughs> but actually happy for Cody Rhodes. John Moxley's on commentary, probably just ripping him. Cody actually likes Jim Ross. There you go. Jim <laughs> Jim and Cody like supposedly sit before every dynamite and talk about what's on the show. I can only imagine twelve man tag talk. Can only imagine this. <laughs> Do you think uh Jim Ross would be happy whenever Eddie Kingston and his significant other would have a child? No. Absolutely. <laughs> Honestly, we have fun with that bit. I legitimately think Eddie's one of about six guys that Jim likes on that roster. <laughs> I'm not, I sincerely do. So, yes, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't think he would. <laughs> Seriously, though, pretty, pretty flat show, right? After a couple of great weeks or exciting weeks, anyway. 
it was the same thing I said last week of like, I didn't know Kenny Omega was in the main event. I, I didn't. Uh, he, it was nine 30 and I'm thinking like, what is the main event of this? Show? Oh, right. Kenny Omega and Joey Janela. Like it just doesn't come off as a big deal to me. Kenny Omega being the champion. Yeah. And in fairness, it's a good follow up to the Drew conversation. Like Janela is not an opponent that jumps off the page, right? Like God bless him. He is what he is. And, he pops himself. Well, I respect anyone popping himself. <laughs> However, for a TV main event, he doesn't leap off. Um, I was actually very impressed by Kenny's restraint in only doing like two insane hoax spots rather than doing a full 25-minute match with Joey Janela. I was very <laughs> impressed by that, genuinely. But it, was a, it was a flat shy ball. It was, it's one of those deals where like they have the audience's faith, it seems. So like when they have a down show, everyone's just like, oh, it's a down show. See you next week. But like, in fairness... Being objective, NXT was, a, I thought, a legitimately much better show this week. So there's that. If that helps anyone, makes anyone feel better about my views. Uh, Paul slipped you the check this week, I guess. Is that what happened? Terry Taylor, brother. Okay. He sent me a robe and a check. Do you want to talk about Honor is Real? I mean, Are you watching the final battle? I have Honor Club. Does that mean I get final battle? Yeah, I think so. I have no idea. Honor we got, we got fight TV codes, Joseph. I ain't honor code, honor I club. I can't even get that thing to work. And they're not <laughs> fight TV. Reach out if you just shoot it. Um, it's honestly pretty. Like it's a bummer to be honest, right? This is final battle, and it's like an absolute footnote, isn't it, Jeremy? It's actually pretty sad. But the show will be good. So there's that, I guess. I think it'll be good. I can't get into any of these. Um, empty arena shows though. Like I, mm-hmm. I think they, the ROH television is fine, but because it all takes place in the empty arena. But God bless Mike Bennett and Matt Taven and stuff. Like this is their big reunion, whatnot. I'm just like, oh, okay. Like EC3 and Jay Briscoe. I was kind of looking forward to that, but then EC3 was off the show now, and I, I just don't know. I just don't know what, what we're doing. Like, Roosh and Brody King is your main event. Roosh hadn't been on television at all. So, it's not definitely. Right. Yeah. And also, like, Gresham, Gresham's opponent being Flip is like. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, that's not great either, right? Yeah. But it'll be good because the way that they allow guys to have their matches, they won't have bad matches, most of them anyway. But I don't think it will end with anyone being like, now you have to check out this match. And that's at this point, that's what they need because, look, man, you see it better than me. That thing isn't stealing the headlines this week, right? And it's their biggest show of the year. Like, it's a, it's a bummer. It really is. That's all for Honor's Real. Let's get into the, the, real, the real main event here. We got basketball to talk about, Joseph. Okay. Big news coming out Uh-oh. of the basketball world. And to join us to break it all down, Alex Pulowski is here. <laughs> With his Milwaukee Bucks shirt, Joseph wore the Al Horford shirt. I, I don't have my, I don't have any basketball shirts going on. Al Horford was making some crisp, crisp bounce passes. This is not the time for that, Jeremy. Please let, let Alex have his moment here. Giannis, Giannis is resigned. By all means, talk talk more about Al Horford's crisp bounce passes because that's <laughs> this what we're going to look forward to. You got five years of Giannis. <laughs> I got maybe like fifty games of Al Horford this season. What do you want me to do? That's good. I appreciate it, <laughs> Alex. Big yes. new Giannis is staying. Take take your victory lap. Uh well, okay. Listen, it's amazing, and it's, it was one of those things that that 
if you're a fan of a team like this, you talk yourself into the worst possible scenarios. Um, but he was never leaving. Like if you actually paid attention to this guy and how he behaves and, and who he is uh, and like, he was a boy when he came here from Greece and he, he like grew up in this city. This is the only American city he's known. Like he got, he got off the damn plane and uh, he went to a, a, a shopping center and had a smoothie and tweeted out, God bless America. Cause I had a smoothie. That's how pure of spirit this guy is. There's a story that I, that I have to tell to illustrate like exactly who this guy is that I love so much. He was a rookie. He was like, 10 games into his rookie season, he took a cab from his apartment to a local, I don't know, Walgreens or someplace that had Western Union. And he took all of his cash that he had deposited, that he had cashed out his paycheck, and he used it to wire home to his parents who were still in, in Greece. And he realized after that point, he didn't have any money for cab fare to get to the arena because there was a game that night. So he ran to the arena and he got about halfway there from the Western Union point before somebody picked him up. They were like, aren't you that guy, the Greek freaks? Like, yeah. Isn't there a game tonight? Yes. Do you need a ride? Sure. Thank you. And he got in the back of this Honda Fit, which is like the smallest car ever. And they drove him there. He's like, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Because that was that's who this guy is. And he, he kept in contact with the person who drove him there, got that person tickets. He was a boy and grew up here. The most important thing to him is loyalty. So he was never leaving. That being said, oh, my God, I'm so glad he's on that contract because I was <laughs> – I was so nervous. I was so nervous he was going to force a trade or something. Like, you have no idea. Like, it's the only thing that Milwaukee Bucks fans have had to cheer for for years is this guy. And it's the nature of the game. Like, everybody leaves. Like, Harden, Harden's like, I forced out uh, Chris Paul and I forced out Russell. Now I want to leave too. Like, it, it, he could have taken that path, but he decided to be a decent guy. Alex, I was very excited that Giannis stayed. One, I was happy for you. Two, I'm a, I'm a small market guy yes. myself. I'm a yeah. Thunder fan. We've been through shit with, with superstars wanting to leave yeah. our team. Uh, so the fact that Giannis stayed and wasn't like, I'm going to go play with Steph or LeBron or Jimmy Butler and I'm going to stay here. I thought that was a win for small markets. Yeah. And it gave me hope for the future that when Alexei Pokashevsky is a free agent, in 10 years, he will stay like, under the same parameters. It's it's one of those things that, that is honestly, I think you have like a, a guy like uh, Pukashevsky, uh has a, is a much better chance of staying than any anybody else who grew up here. Because yeah. like the whole AAU system is everybody, all the best players from a certain area of a state will play together all through, you know, youth ball and then through high school. And they just get used to playing with all the best players. And there's no like affinity for for who you grew up with who you came up with all that kind of stuff um but the europeans don't have that so like a guy like luka Doncic is much more likely to stay in dallas um than another guy of his caliber like a trey young if trey young got dressed by dallas he might be out for wherever he wants to go like that kind of a thing because this because the, the european guys they don't feel like it's that important to like go out and play with all their friends Trey Young could come to Oklahoma. That'd be great. That'd be nice for for you. Yeah. Guys, so I'm. I hope the audience is also in awe of what's happening right now. Alex appeared to enter this. Part. He had like a monologue. Yeah. And I, I, say, I was expecting this to take place. Like the pride and the the joy in your voice. 
was incredible. So I, I do not want to spoil that, and I don't want any confrontation <laughs> elements to this program. You know, listen, I don't want any confrontation here, Alex Kay. No, we're just, you know, we're a fledgling team over here in Philadelphia. <laughs> over here, I mean, I'm in England, so there you go. Um, we're, not in, we're not in any title race. You guys no. have fun. But yeah. I do want to ask, in the, in, you know, in hopes of being objective and fair, yeah. confidence, title, Alex, where are you at right now on your scale of title confidence? Um, I, uh, this year, a five. Okay. At some, at some point in the next three years, like an eight or a nine. Like that's – that's because yeah. I feel like LeBron Le, – like even if you made it out of the East, I feel like LeBron and AD, like it's, it's, they're, they're just deciding we're going to do this again, and then there's nobody going to stop them because, you know, whatever. But uh, the East is stronger because KD is back. I'm, I'm really – really just relying on Kyrie Irving to drag that into the muck about halfway through the season. So and just decide to like, he's going to de- be depressed and like not pass the ball to KD a few times. And the whole thing collapses. Eight like- post-ups, Alex. And Kyrie <laughs> needs his eight post-ups. <laughs> what um, a so- tremendous video yeah. that was. Oh man. Performance all. Uh, yeah. So good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this year, this year, I, I, I want them to get to the finals. Like that's the most important thing. And if once they get there, I have no doubt that if if LeBron and Anthony Davis are on the other side, that they'll lose that. But there's a chance that you know Anthony Davis could you know tweak an ankle or something halfway through the Western Conference playoffs, and then it's all on LeBron James, and maybe they don't get to the finals, or they're a weakened team when they get there, that kind of thing. But I do believe that in the next three or four years, because after this coming year and they don't win a title, then it becomes like seriously do or die because then he's, it's only a four-year contract and the fifth year is an option. So at, now that becomes, it's not, basically it's only a four-year contract because he could easily opt out after the, you know, pick up the player option and not choose to pick it up. So then they're going to start like mortgaging their entire future, like anything they have left, which is not much. Like they'll be, they'll be trading draft picks in 2023, 2028, 2029, 2035 to be able to get anybody to play alongside Giannis at that point. You got draft picks. I know a team that would like some draft picks. You, you want to you gently use Al Horford? He'd be great <laughs> on Milwaukee. Honestly, <laughs> Al Horford playing 15 minutes a night as a backup big in the playoffs from Milwaukee would be really sweet. I don't know. I don't know what your guys will take for him, but we'll we will give you every second round pick we have from now until twenty fifty <laughs> if you'll give us Al Horford. And I think Sam Prentice might do it. He might. Al's about to average sixteen seven and four this season, and Press is going to finesse three first from somebody. I'm I'm still shaking from the memories that came there when Alex had the line fifteen minutes a night in the playoffs. We'll take that as a luxury, mate. I <laughs> I read that so many times and nodded my head in confidence. Trust me, you don't want that. You don't want them 15 minutes tonight anymore. It's over. I'm going to appreciate it. How are you? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm still thinking of like when he was the only Celtic who could guard Giannis in that, in that playoff series of a couple of years ago. And that's not who Al Horford is anymore. That guy's in the rearview mirror. Just wait. Just wait until he rehabs in OKC. <laughs> He's going to have a great season because we have no expectations and nobody else is going to be able to do anything. And then some team, some playoff team is going to be like, Al Horford, man, plays the game the right. Chris bounce passes, reads the game well. Still a good defender. Still a good defender. Here's three first round picks. Sam Presti, this is gonna finesse yeah, some team. Yeah. I cannot wait. Yeah. Speaking what's your What's your confidence they get out of the East this year? They got Drew. I like Drew Holiday. 
Yeah, no, I, I was saying, like, it's going to be a rough beginning. They've already, they're 0-2 in the preseason. Preseason doesn't matter, but I would like to see them pick up some, because they looked so bad at the end of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be a rough start to the season, um, mostly because I don't think Giannis is used to playing with a point guard who doesn't turn it over in big spots. Like, like Eric Bledsoe just comes down the floor and like, okay, here you are, open guy in the front row. You can have that ball. Like, and it's Eric Bledsoe plays great in games where you don't need him to. And he plays so bad in big games. And I feel like Drew Holiday is like a guy who will like basically be solid for you all the time. But then when the pressure's on, he steps up, which is the opposite of, of Eric Bledsoe. I'm, I really hate that we had to give up George Hill as well to get him because George Hill as anchoring our second unit was a huge deal for us last year. And I think it would be amazing if, if, if Drew had like, again, like twisted an ankle, you go to George Hill for, for, for a week, for 10 days. And all of a sudden there's, there's not a huge drop off. Our bench is just just a friggin' I have no idea. Like Bobby Portis is like, Oh, Bobby Portis. That's good. I'm like, I, <laughs> Is Bobby Portis good? I, I forget. Like, I know he was good, like, one year in Chicago. I don't know if he's good anymore. So, like, also, a, a guy I love is uh, Dante DiVincenzo. But I only love him because of what I think he can be. Because I'll, I'll watch, like, highlights of him and be like, oh, that was a pretty – that was that's some nice court vision. That was a good jump shot. And I realized those are all of his highlights from the last five games. <laughs> like, it's a minute. And, like, oh, oh, so there were bad things, too. Um so, but the other thing is that he was really, really upset about being included in that trade to the Kings. Yeah, and now he's has to stay on the team, and and he's starting at a wing because they have nobody else. So I I hope he is like he wants basically like I'm going to show everybody that I mm-hmm. I didn't I shouldn't have been traded. You want me here, and hopefully he does that as opposed to sulking. Which honestly, if he did that, I wouldn't blame him. But I hope he doesn't do that. How much fear is associated with Drew Holiday? Like, because I love Drew, but we all did the reaction, right? When we saw the net, like, we were like, oh, God, that's a lot. That's an awful lot. We like Drew Holiday. That's an awful lot. Like, is, <laughs> is it one of those deals where, like, you're, every day, you're, like, you run it through your head, like, it's going to be fine. <laughs> no, no, like, honestly, I, 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 have a, I have an amazing amount of confidence. Like, I, I think that everybody, they downgrade Chris Middleton in their minds as a number two. Yeah. Like, he was, he's really, really good. Like, because he's playing second fiddle obvious second fiddle to the two-time mvp everyone's like he's not good enough like well what he needed to be like he averaged 20 points a game on like 50 almost 50 40 90 splits that's crazy like that's really really good so a third guy in drew holiday who is your who is your guy who's going to be a ball handler a lockdown defender and he mm-hmm. doesn't turn the ball over when you when you really don't need him to that's the main thing I don't look at it as a lot that we gave up. The, the, the guy that we the, the what we gave up to, to the to the Pelicans, all the draft picks I don't care about because we have to win now. I don't care about where we are in 2027. These next three years are the most important thing because if we don't win titles, then then it's gone. Like then then Giannis leaves and the whole town falls apart. So I don't know anything about that. I feel like New Orleans took Eric Bledsoe off our hands. Like please, please take this from us. And in return, you gave us a much better point guard. We had to give you our backup point guard, who might be one of the best backup point guards in the league. He's a starting point guard now, pal. He is. He is. <laughs> Definitely in New Orleans, he is. No, uh, he's in OKC. We got George Hill. He, he, oh, he got switched. Oh, that's right. He got yeah. Switched. Oh, man. That's, that's, <laughs> that's about to look at. That, now, at least the drop-off. That's another guy. We're about to flip. George Hill. <laughs> 
Hey, if you would like to flip him back to us, we have no problem. <laughs> you don't got no first round picks, Alex. You have no first round picks there. We have first round picks in 2041, <laughs> I believe, and you can have all of them. <laughs> I, I, I like the confidence because the, the thing is, the big deal was if it gets him, if he gets Giannis to resign, who cares, right? And I, that, Ross, that's fine. Yeah, I'm with you. Are you with me, Alex, that when this deal happened, that it was kind of an indicator that Giannis was resigning? Because I don't think you're giving up that many draft picks that far into the future if you're worried that Giannis is out by that point. No, I I, I think what it was was um, they had confidence that he was going to resign, but it was also a a show of their commitment mm-hmm. to him. Like um, he he can't like I believe Giannis is going to win multiple championships before his career is done. He's too good of a player. But you don't want those to be in the back end of his career when everyone's like, yeah, Giannis, you know, four MVPs, but he's never won a ring. Like, I don't – you can't have – you don't want that for him. You don't want that for your for your town if he's still there. So you're saying, we got to do this now. We're going to sign you this huge contract paying you a quarter of a million dollars over five years, quarter of a billion dollars, and and we're going to do that. We're going to make sure we do that. And here is the commitment to, to winning we have. We're not going to just sign you to that huge deal and then cost cut around the board everywhere else and have you go out there with the G League guys. We're giving you this this upgrade. This I think everybody in Milwaukee knew the huge weak link was Eric Bledsoe. Like he was just so awful. But, the past y'all, y'all are hating. You don't like Eric Bledsoe's wild out of control drives in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. There, there were a couple of really great regular season games in January that I saw him do that were very, very impressive. And we tricked ourselves as fans into believing this is the year. If he can just do this yeah. once a series in the playoffs, we don't need to be just don't be terrible. Be okay the other six games. And once a series, give us the game where you score 30 and hit four threes. And he never gave us that in the playoffs. Not not once. Not, not 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 once a series, not like once a playoffs never gave us that. So we were like, you got to get rid of him. And we got Drew Holiday back, which is as good as – the Bogdanovich thing like still pisses me off to this day. Like that was a, that was a horrible thing that, that like everybody tampers. It's a league of tampering. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, small market team. You can't possibly tamper. We're going to stop this from happening. It was just uh... – Draymond Green is call, calling Kevin Durant from the parking lot after Dwayne. game seven. They lost. And they're like, eh, no tampering. It's fine. Giannis has been showing people text messages from stars all over (laughs) the NBA from long before free agency, like (laughs) like getting him to like, hey, you should come and play with me. And and everybody's tampering. Come on. You know, I must say, I knew that Alex was big star. I knew that, you know, we all hear the stories, right? Big star, you know, sort of limousines. The, 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 you know, the celebrity culture that follows him around and he's famed wrestling review show. I never knew you were at a point where you would just sort of arrive as an NBA analyst. We're like throwing questions at like, here's Alex on the line here to discuss the latest NBA. It's tremendous. Where did NBA show? Joseph, where did NBA show? You don't think on Alex talk about wrestling. He talks he about that shit all the time and he hates it. <laughs> do this stuff on podcasts that never talk about NBA. He should come on as a guest and be like, anyway, Eric Bledsoe, huh? Tough. <laughs> <laughs> this is the play for you, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's, it, it might it might be that if 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 Raw continues to be this bad into January and February, it's just going to be me talking about the Bucks. I saved Raw today. I had the vaccine for Raw, Alex. Yes, I, DX. I, I saw. No I saw. It. it was shameful. It was <laughs> as, our, as our, our friends say. It was filth. 
There you go. I like see. I like you did there. Yeah. I, I give you the celebrity push, and you said, yeah. "I'm going to give Joe something back." I like yeah. that. See, we, yeah. Jeremy, you need on this podcast. We could do this because we're Eastern Conference guys, and oh, I really? said, "I'm not going for a title here. I'm just a fledgling team." You know, we get the fifth <laughs> seed. We have, we have fun. Maybe that's what we should do. I don't know, Jeremy. You're I don't know. You got less, bro. Yeah, you know, you're, you're just you're you're racking up those individual numbers and everything. Hey, <laughs> hey look, man, I like to watch a team that is like mildly entertaining this year. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at, guys. Just let me enjoy myself. I'll go out quietly in the second round if we're lucky. <laughs> let me enjoy my analytics, okay? I'll leave I, the title to you. I, I feel genuinely bad for the Sixers because of how high the expectations were. Like, oh, no, no, Ben Simmons is going to become a jump shooter. It'll be fine. He'll <laughs> add that into his game. And Joel Embiid is in a total head case. He'll be fine. And then we'll get a bunch of pieces, pieces around him. Brett Brown is a great coach. You'll see. Trust the process. Everybody I kept hearing was going like these guys are going to win three or four titles in a row, and and they they just they're just not that. Like I wish they were. I really like Embiid, but he's just like he's just, he is. He's a total head case. And and Ben Simmons is amazing at the things he does well and really bad at a very vital part of basketball. And so we'll see how that, how that goes. For the this wasn't necessary, really, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> You could have done this off, couldn't you really? I mean, I don't disagree with anything you say, but I feel like <laughs> I got Danny Green, championship DNA. Danny yeah, Green? Hey, four steals in a, in a preseason game. <laughs> Give us our ring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had some super chats that involve Alex. Not this one, but Shivani and Callis strap match. Look, if that happens, we'll watch along the Shivani yeah. and Callis strap match. Um, hold on. Here we go. JJ says, happy grapes, sponsored by Milwaukee. Yes. Alex was very excited on, on Sour Graps uh, to to actually be talking about something good in his life and not wrestling. Yeah. Evan Wright, three huge stars on my screen. Huge fan of all of them. This is history, folks. This is absolute history. It's very Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Christmas comes early. This is one of those things. Like it's it's the uh, it's the first time ever podcast. And what yeah. did we do? We wasted on a random Thursday. Like it just it wasn't. We could have saved it for the pay per view. Could have had a decent build to it. Now it wasn't even promoted at the same time. <laughs> wasn't even promoted. I just said guest stars, and that was it. <laughs> It'll be a huge surprise for everybody. <laughs> there you go, Alex. Do you do you have uh, time to stick around for ten yeah, minutes sure. to talk about yeah. ratings? Yes. Oh, please. Here we go. Here we go, folks. The ratings talk. AEW did they did nine nine five last week. Joseph, what do you think they did this week? Eight ten. Alex. Uh, eight eight six five. Joseph, very good. Eight oh six. Ooh, it's not not great, man. Not NXT NXT did six five nine last Ooh. week. Joseph, this week? 704. Alex? 691. 677. Oh, mm. man. Oh, my That's a shame. So things are just kind of back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> in, fear of, in fear of making this a serious wrestling show, because that's the last thing I want to do, but when you have an audience, you've got to give them something to come back for. It can't yeah. just be a Cody Rhodes match. I, like... It's, I'm glad it dropped in some ways because you can't just put stuff out that you want to see and expect yeah. that other two hundred thousand dollars because they don't. It's pretty obvious, right? Nobody wanted that twelve man tag. 
No one exactly. was excited for that. I was excited for the 14 man tag. Once it dropped down to 12, I was like, that's too yeah. small. Yeah. That's too small. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want that. Like they removed the one guy who tried building the match by taking uh, shots at Jim Ross. They removed oh, him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what happened, huh? Uh, Drew Nicholas says, I have both a point guard and a sour grab shirt. There you go. This is history. It is. We're, we're going to get Alex back on start of the year and just do yeah. an NBA show. Not no yeah. As opposed <laughs> to this. <laughs> a proper NBA show, a not just a pop one. You know, with 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 a lot of promotions, you know, so yeah. people know to tune in. <laughs> Alex, where can the people find you at? Uh, you can find me uh, at Alex Sour Graps. I'm on uh, Fightful Select uh, doing raw reviews of Raw and SmackDown uh, this past 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 week on Raw two days ago, whenever it was that I did the thing. I was so excited about Giannis that I was just like, I'm going to be excited for the whole thing. And I was like, and I also have to talk about Raw. And then I really got depressed. I just got so <laughs> depressed and it just didn't, it didn't work out. I couldn't, I couldn't be happy and also talk about Raw at the same time. Well, here's to hoping that SmackDown is better, but it's a go home show for a like B minus level pay-per-view. So probably won't be. Everyone check out Alex's Sour Graps on Fightful Select. I say it all the time. It's very tough to do a one man show. And Alex does it expertly. It's 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 funny because everyone says that, and and I honestly did one show a while ago and didn't realize I wasn't streaming for the first thirty minutes. It was just me talking into my laptop camera because I have no concept of who's watching or what's going on. It's just stream of consciousness. I pop myself at least a dozen times because I have nobody else there to pop. <laughs> It sounds like our show, but I, we like they, we should know people are watching, but we some like we refuse it. Some yeah. you have it's each other. other. You yeah. have each other to talk to. I'm just sitting there talking. Sometimes I, I, I wish I, mean, I, wish I had D- a dog or something that I could sit there and talk to the dog, but I got nothing. <laughs> the DX bit, I just apparently just popped myself, but because alex we appreciate you joining us uh again we're gonna do an nba show at some point in the new season are you doing the holiday show next yeah, week yeah i'm looking forward to that just to talk about nothing of any consequence that's gonna be a 12-man holiday show that people are gonna have to tune <laughs> that, into. that'll be good <laughs> thank you alex i All appreciate right. it yep Merry Christmas. Merry- joseph do we have anything else to talk about we just wrap it up we still live pal yeah we're still live Still that was fun, right? I hope the audience popped for that. Um, what do I do now? I promote stuff, right? It's where I promote. I have done a lot of stuff this week, Jeremy Lambert. I don't know if you've seen, but there's been a lot of stuff. Chris Bordine, I did his show. If you want to see me review Starcade 2000, go to my Twitter, you'll find the link. I did his show, it was very fun. Um, two features AJ and Kevin Owens. It took me a lot of time. Like the tweet, at least that'd be fun. Um, what else have I done here, Jeremy? Wrestling with takes, the report card, that old deal. I did this show with Jeremy too, apparently. Allegedly. TW, Saturday, um, uh, live stream of Filth Gaming. That's everything. At Joe Holbert on Twitter, pal. I don't know if Alex wants back in. He's still backstage. You want to stay on the show? Sure, why not? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just hanging out here. I didn't, I didn't X out and click out of the thing. I'm just sitting over here scrolling. Between I, you, you were still backstage. I was like, does he, does he just want to come back on? I don't care. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, we're doing we're doing TEW tomorrow. That's at 3 p.m. Eastern. We're not in trouble. Um I, I feel like Sean's gonna forget that he said it's fine, you can do it. Uh and then once we go live at three, he's gonna be like, 
why are there so many YouTube videos? We have five interviews to run and now you're doing this. What are we doing? I'm like, Sean, you said, you said it was fine. Saturday, we're going to play video games with Joel Pearl. Joseph's going to be on that as well. Sunday's TLC. I guess I got to watch that show. Um, that's it. I think that's it. I, I guess I got to watch that show is basically yeah. the way that I feel about most wrestling. Yeah, I, me too. I guess I got to watch that show. I mean, you see my tweets. We yeah. we did it now. We did it now to where it's just every other week for Raw, and yeah. so when it's my week to cover Raw, I'm like, shit, I gotta no. actually watch this I, show. Live I and cover it. Like I I cut my teeth in Fightful, like doing the like live play yes. by play for Raw. It, like my God, <laughs> I can't imagine. Like it was so much better then, and it was still wasn't good. But I can't imagine having to be like, and then Lana comes out, and Lana gets dropped. No Lana slander. Okay, we're not slandering the great Lana. We're doing that. That's fine. Oh, they they screwed up her whole push. You know, there's like at least at least five loyal fans of our show that have been sitting there like. They said Alex would come on. I'm really pumped to hear the guys discuss professional wrestling with Alex. Three great wrestling minds. And we were like, let's talk Drew Holiday. Where are we going? I mean, like, listen, it's it, it turned from, from my normal Lana slander to Eric Bledsoe slander for like for a good 15 minutes. Like, hey. Alex, if you wanted Alex to come on and do eight post-ups, I'm sorry, two and a half. And the half is you got to throw the ball back out to us. All right. Yeah, right. Two and a half post-ups, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate everybody joining us. We'll be back on next week. So next Tuesday is we're reviewing the Big Show Christmas special. Big Show has an open invite to come on. Come on the show, Big Show. I, you're not doing anything else. Come on now. We're doing a holiday today stream Tuesday night. Next Thursday, we're doing a Q&A, which is going to be taped prior. Uh, go to my Twitter. Check out the Q&A thread. Leave us a question. Don't ask us about wrestling. I don't. Neither of us want to talk about wrestling. Ask us about something else. All right. We'll talk to you all then. Goodbye, everyone. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.